but I also think that it is it is so valuable for them to be exposed even if they've been in that world Mm -hmm. almost especially if they've been in that world because all of a sudden you've introduced something that makes them very uncomfortable so it's naturally going to be very hard but also super worthwhile because I am not interested in producing children that just check boxes all the time that just don't think for themselves that don't trust God that don't take risks and chances based on faith You're listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. In this episode, Carol sits down with a family who made the change from public school to homeschool in the last few years. The Cavins were your typical public school family until their oldest daughter started to experience difficulty in her advanced placement math classes. That began a stirring in Seth and Aaron to make a change. Now, after four years of homeschooling, they share a few of the things they've learned and experienced in making this switch for their family. Listen in. Well, today I'm sitting with my friends, Seth and Aaron Cavan, and we have just um, had church together, and now I wanted to interview them about their story. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Seth and Aaron, you've been homeschooling about how long now? This is our fourth year of homeschool. Okay. Fourth year? Just fourth. Wow. That's incredible. And tell us about your kids. What are their, you don't have to tell us their names necessarily, but their ages. Um, I have a 16-year-old girl, a 13-year-old girl, and um, 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all boy. Yes, who's all boy and who's one of my favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to tell us a little bit about your story. Have you? So you haven't always homeschooled, obviously. So how how did you get into this world, and and how has it been going? What maybe you started one way and jumped into another way? Tell us your story. So we have been um, we were very much uh, embedded in public school. We live in a great school system. Mm-hmm. Uh, air quotes for those who can't see this. <laughs> um, great school system. I was public school. Um, Seth, you were public school, so we were all on board, and um, our oldest started having difficulty with the public school system when she was, she was in all of the advanced math courses, Mm -hmm. and they were, you know, starting to put her in some of those things, and she was coming home crying, but Mm. had an A in class, Yes, and I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. Um, Why are you upset? Well, I'm just so worried that I can't ask questions because it might slow everybody else down, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my first indicator that maybe we needed to try something different, Mm -hmm. Um, but didn't really do anything about it until the following year when there were some some turmoil with public schools and I thought well we'll try this online school mm-hmm. so we started online school with her and she's the oldest and she's very compliant and very good at rule following mm-hmm. and and finishing her work so we did things online but I could just see her kind of like wilting yeah and she would say I don't want to be on this computer anymore mm-hmm. um I was working 
for Seth, mm-hmm. um, we have an architecture and interior design and engineering firm. So I was able to put my compliant little child in the corner with a computer <laughs> while I did my work. Mm-hmm. But I just could see that it wasn't going well, mm-hmm. even though she was making the grades. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then COVID hit, mm-hmm. and I'll give Seth a chance to talk. Mm-hmm. You want to say anything about what <laughs> happened when COVID hit <laughs> and how that came about? Sure. So our, uh, we looked at our options as far as what we could do with the two younger children whenever we had some irregularities with whether the kids would be at school or not at school and we decided to move them all onto this um, schedule or or this program for the online school and maybe a week and a half into it Aaron called and was crying and said I I need to do something different because these two children couldn't understand that you have to wait on a computer to respond to you (laughs) through the internet. So, and it was this very impersonal interaction with them. That was very difficult for them. They're, uh, they needed more interpersonal react interaction. And she said, I want to try homeschooling. So that's, Where we started the process (laughs) of trying to determine what homeschooling even looked like. Yes, yes. And then what happened? So a friend of mine um, had been talking to you and had implemented your methods. And her children are younger. Her oldest is a couple of years younger than my youngest. Um, But when she told me about you, I thought, well, maybe this is something I need to explore. Mm. So we set up a phone interview. (laughs) This was all, you know, in 2020 when nobody was was ever talking in person. And the phone kept getting dropped. Do you remember this? <laughs> I was on my way to a retreat, and you were so anxious to get an appointment that I said, uh-huh. well, I'm booked way far in advance, but if you want to talk to me while I drive. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize it was that my phone was set up to be off of highways, and I didn't know that. It was taking me down these farm roads. <laughs> there was no reception, and I didn't know why. So, uh-huh. yeah, we didn't. It was an inauspicious beginning. It was. And so it was funny, though. I kept trying to, you were asking me about each child, and I'm giving you information, yes. kind of telling you about my story, obviously desperate, just wanting some feedback, and the phone call kept getting dropped. And you finally said, I am not going to be charging you for this appointment. This is ridiculous. But my favorite was when you said, Aaron, you have got to quiet the voices. And I was like, absolutely, you just spoke deep into my soul. All of the voices were just swirling around in my head about what I needed to be doing with these children that are my, you know, they are my responsibility, they are my love, and I don't want to lead them down this path. And I knew we were off off course. Yeah. So. Yes. So what happened? Um, you had a recording because of 2020 that your sweet assistant made you do that it had <laughs> you know, all about nutrition, all about, it was all about homeschool, but it was your, um, videos, the whole course. You said, listen to my course. If it sounds appealing to you, you said, I really would like for your husband to listen to at least part of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you get his buy-in and and blessing and he wants to pursue it, then let's set up a real appointment. Mm -hmm. And you said, most husbands won't listen to all the recordings. If you can get him to listen to these (laughs) two particular ones (laughs) Uh and get his feedback, that'd be great. So 
Seth literally called. This is how I know it was Holy Spirit intervention. <laughs> Seth called, and he is so busy at work, yes. just and works all the Buried time. Work. And um, middle of the day calls are unusual. Huh. I literally got a call from him when you and I hung up, and he was just calling to check on me. Mm-hmm. So then I fell apart, mm-hmm. and I started. I burst into tears. I said, "I don't know what to do," but I and I just basically told him. She told me I could do this. I could watch these videos. Would you be willing to watch a few with me? Mm. He said, well, how about I clear my schedule and watch all of them with what? you? What? And I take off work. I didn't this story. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Way uh, to go, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> so he did. He cleared his work schedule, which is oh, super hard as the owner of a big business. Yes. And um, he sat on the couch and watched them all with me. He only had to watch about two before he said, I'm in. <laughs> oh. But. And what were you thinking? What was resonating with you, Seth, as you were thinking of the children and your family? So part of my motivation was to be more impactful on my kids than uh, their teachers and their friends, which we were seeing that already, that there were, there was a lot of influence from, you know, air quotes, friends who are uh, people they may have just met that that school year and they're so influenced by their peers and so influenced by their school teachers, which can be good or bad. And we just don't know that until we might not know that for decades. Yes. And so the being more impactful and more engaged in them, their development and their education and who they are as a person, it felt like that was a more involved way to do it versus just dropping them off, handing them off and letting someone else raise them, raise them. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's good. So what were the, what were some of the changes? What were some of the methodology? I can't even say the word methodological. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. Um, Changes that were made in how you were doing life with the kids. Um, Well, first things first, uh, I, and, and this is not to say that I don't work sometimes still for our firm. Mm-hmm. Um, the big big change for me was a, a little bit of humble pie because mm-hmm. I found my confidence a whole lot in my work. Interesting. And uh, Your identity. I, my identity was very much uh, embedded a lot with my productivity mm-hmm. and my creativity. I'm a designer. Mm-hmm. That was who I was. Yeah. Um, and I want... I wanted motherhood to be that, but it was very difficult for me to balance. Um, and it was funny. Seth was able to replace me with a couple of people. And uh, <laughs> I got, I know, right? <laughs> but um, it was a, it was humbling because I'm jumping into, I am with these children constantly, mm-hmm. which I've never done since I birthed them. Yes. And um, just spending day in, day out. And in a way that I'm not trained as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So it was intimidating. It was very much a trust, trust fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just daily implementation, I think we, we reduced screens. I won't say we got rid of them completely. Like we, you know, I, pro- I we still battle with that. Mm-hmm. We battle with it because I was a kid that was, that's how you relaxed. Mm-hmm. I went, I would curl up next to my mother on the couch and watch the news and mash and then go to bed. That's mm-hmm. how I soothe myself. So mm-hmm. it's funny. I That's been still a challenge, but I do see such fruit from getting them off of the computer screens, mm-hmm. 
getting we completely eliminated uh, we completely eliminated video games and um, we have one TV in the house it's very tiny and it hides back in this cabinet <laughs> and it gets used for family movie night mm-hmm. or things that are very I love that you have included some really cool films. Mm-hmm. Um, in my part two seminar. In, in your out. seminar and your handout. And it's wonderful because it's funny. My 13-year-old who, you know, is very much, she was just very with all of the times, yes. you know, just culturally embedded. Her favorite uh, movie is um, You Can't uh, Take It With You. Can't you. Take It With You. That's <gasps> Jenny that's, Stewart, Jean Arthur, uh-huh. Lila Barrymore. It's her absolute <laughs> favorite movie, and she'll say all the time, well, if we don't know what to watch, we can watch that. <laughs> so She's such a kindred spirit. She's awesome. So anyways, um, that, I think, has just changed. Even, you know, reading your the Glow Kids book that you've recommended, that has just changed the way that I can see things firing in their brain. Yes. It changed me. Yes. Because I was a person where if I was space planning and doing work – I could literally sit down at a computer at 8 a.m. and not get up except to go to the bathroom until 6 p.m. Oh, my word. And I I was coming home grumpy yes. when I would pick them up from school because the game was still going on in my head. Yes. I was still problem-solving what I needed to do at work yes. while my children are trying to tell me about their day. Mm. And it, I would catch myself being like, go away, kid, you bother me. I'm, oh, I'm busy. You well, know, in my head, I'm busy. Yes. I don't have time to listen to you. Yes. So that has just changed, just knowing the kids better, them feeling like they can come to me and talk to me. Um, yeah, so our personal relationships have changed. And they are just the information that, we, that we've gone over by reading yes. and reading together. Yeah, talk about that. That's, it's so fun to be able to relate to them and go, oh, remember when we read about that in this book? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, Mom, you know how this happens uh, in such and such book, mm-hmm. that totally reminds me of what happened today Aww. with these friends. And it's, I love it that we're referencing books and not always movies. Because yes. <laughs> yes. it felt like it was that yes. before. True. And um, they just, they're So you just have the same maturing. shared experiences yeah. because you read the, the same books. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm, that's so, so good. You're building family culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been wonderful. And mm-hmm. I think they've gained some confidence in knowing. Uh, well, what were we talking about this morning? Critical thinking. I feel like their critical thinking abilities have gone through the roof really? versus when they were at school. Oh, have you noticed that, Seth? Yes. So that's a that's a good and bad because they do hold you more accountable. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's they a don't challenge. give you any uh, slack. <laughs> right. Right. So it's a uh, it is fun to have them. Um, they'll bring things to us and they'll they'll think through some of the things long term so we were we were just talking about our middle daughter who had ordered chickens some time ago and these chickens are set to show up and they'll be day old uh, hatchlings that just show up and she's saving boxes and talking about you know oh well I've got to set these up they're going to be my this is going to be my brooder, and then we're going to have this much time. Then I need my chicken coop, and then she's like, where's my chicken coop? So, uh-huh. and, and she has a very, like, defined thing. So we ordered a chicken coop just the other day, and we were talking about going uh, going 
out of town over Thanksgiving. Right. And she goes, oh, well, I have to find a chicken sitter. <laughs> so it's like yeah. she's thinking critically about the, th- the next is. steps long term. So this is a 13-year-old that's thinking about what she needs to do at the end of November yes. whenever we're out of town for a week. Yeah. So those Impressive. are for sure. And they are, uh, you know, they're, they're thinking about, okay, if I have chickens, you know, if I, what if I have too many eggs, can I sell my eggs and how would I do that? To Auntie Carol. That's uh-huh. right. right. So she's, they're, they're a lot more critical thinking and a lot more, um, in, engaged in, uh, problem solving. Yes. They have very odd hobbies for the most part. Again, <laughs> you know, raising, you know, raising chickens, gardening. Yes. Um, uh, they, uh, the girls both uh, crochet. I was going to say, and, and sew. And sew. Taught yes. themselves and, how to knit and uh, cooking and uh, baking. That's right. And my son likes to tie uh, flies yes. for fly fishing and yes. likes to fly fish and tie, tie uh you know, buy the material to go back and tie the, his own flies, Love those it. sorts of things. Love which it. Which are great, great uh, for his dexterity. Yeah, small motor control. Eye hand right. coordination. Perfect mm-hmm. skill. It hasn't taught him organization yet. <laughs> no. But, but he's only come. 12 years old. This is true. And he's the baby of the family. Uh-huh. So he's a late bloomer in those areas, but you don't want him to act like a firstborn girl. No. He's not that. He's all boy. <laughs> and he's he looks like Dennis the Menace from the cartoon strip with his long blonde hair and his exuberance and his excitement and his passion. And my favorite part of church every Sunday is when Hank runs up and tackles me with the best hug and then tells me what he's reading. Oh, and he devours books. And it's that's been fun to watch. You know, it's... It's interesting because he does have friends that are not homeschooled. Sure. And um, it's real easy to get sucked back into video games. Mm -hmm. That was a hard um, thing to unplug with him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't doing a lot of, like, the bang, bang, shoot him up. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he loved the Lego games. Mm -hmm. But just unplugging him, the level of interaction I have with him, Mm -hmm. of eye contact, Mm -hmm. of him being calmer, of him being able to... I can see it when he goes to a birthday party where there are video games. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, if you, well, it's just yeah. not good because the next whole day I'll know he's irritable. Mm-hmm. He is impatient. He is distracted. Wow. And I just think, well, that is perfect evidence. Yes. Um, that what we're doing is right. Yeah, that what we're doing is right. And I know I can't keep him out of the world, but if I can if I can teach him the right ways to act when he's in the world, Mm -hmm. then I feel like that's a win. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I'm taking a break from the show to share some exciting news with you. My son, JJ Side and I will be teaching our basic seminar, a literature based approach to education two times this fall. We will be in person in Dallas, Texas, on September 23rd, and we will host a virtual webinar on October 14th. In these seminars, we will teach you everything you need to know to keep homeschooling simple. Recently, someone told us, quote, your seminars have been a breath of fresh air. They are realistic 
for the 21st century mom to implement. I'm no longer carrying a burden that is impossible to bear. I'm focusing on where each of my children are at and creating a thriving family rhythm and culture." Unquote. JJ and I will teach you how to simplify homeschooling, focus on what matters most, and give your children a custom fit education. Attendees will receive 11 pages of book lists, which are the key to implementing our method. And throughout the day, you can submit questions for the panel discussion at the end of the day. You don't want to miss it. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register today. Now back to the show. Seth, have you been reading to the kids out loud any? We have. Uh, we were. Uh, that's a challenge for us to get into that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some really good books early on, and then we uh, have tried some more challenging books, and they are definitely more challenging for mm. everybody to engage in. But we we have been doing reading together. We're also doing. Um, we're just generally spending more time together, yeah. which is I think beneficial. Yes. There's. Uh, we're trying to get onto our new rhythm. We actually went out last night and sat down, and Erin had mapped out kind of her ideal week for homeschool, and yes. then uh, and lining that up with what my schedule looks like, and then setting some goals for uh, being able to do things as a family. And of course, as the kids get older, they have they're all in youth group now, mm. so Wednesday nights are uh, kind of a in cement. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> correct. And then we have community group on Tuesday nights. Yeah. So we start running out of nights during the week that yes. we're together. So we're trying to identify like protect one or two of them to right. where you know that you can do it on those nights. Mm-hmm. It's just us and we can we can read. Mm-hmm. But it's been a blast because when we do get a fun book like that that covers the gamut. Our our favorite last one I think was Danny Champion of the World. I knew you were going to say sure. that. Isn't all that three of the a kids. universally delicious oh, yeah. book? It is. And we all just giggled and laughed. I and like Seth's laughing book. as he's reading it. And the kids are laughing and I'm laughing. And the funny thing is some of the kids had read it independently before. And I was like, well, do you guys care if yeah. we if we do it again? They're like, no, no, it's a great one. And so then Seth and I hadn't read it. And we were, it was perfect. It's amazing book. And the relationship of the father to the son is so... Most Roald Dahl books, you're not feeling quite that tenderness. Mm-hmm. In Matilda, there was a sweet tenderness, too, with the teacher. But the tenderness of the father to the son, oh, mm-hmm. that book just... It just <laughs> it's just a perfect book. Yeah. It really is. It was perfect. It was I a just, fun one. We've, we've tried some challenging ones as well, and I think those have been, been good. Well, I first started off reading The Hobbit to the kids, mm. and that was a blast. That mm-hmm. really wasn't as much of a challenge as you'd think. Um, right now, we're doing Out of the Silent Planet. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And uh, you For know, Hank, that's quite a sophisticated book. It is a sophisticated book. He's into wow. it. Is he? Yeah. So, okay. But it's funny because I've noticed it's, you know, we loved Freckles. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we kind of run the gamut of mm-hmm. types of, of, books. of books. Yeah. What have you liked, Dad? <laughs> I did. Uh, I liked Freckles. I didn't think I was going to like Freckles. Mm-hmm. Um, Takes a little while to figure it out. It's it's oh, not like any other going. book you've ever read. Correct. I know. 
Jean Stratton Porter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. of her books. The kids have read Keeper of the Bees. Oh, the and best. I read Girl of the Limber Lost. They haven't yet, yeah. but they're wonderful. They really. I used to say to people, if you have to pay your children $100 to read Jean Stratton Porter books, it's the best money you'll ever spend. Mm-hmm. They're such character-building books without being preachy, sermonetti, annoying. You know, children mm-hmm. hate that. Mm-hmm. But they're just, they're deep, and they, they just make you want to grow up to be like these people. Their character is exemplary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else come to mind that you've enjoyed? No, not off the top of my head. Okay. I know uh, it's, it's a fun process of... Um, getting everybody to wind down yes and that's probably the benefit one of the biggest benefits we're our kids are very much all wound up <laughs> uh, they start really hitting their stride about 10 o'clock at night oh, oh yeah. no they come alive like i do at night and oh, i'm like no. oh gosh this is so hard to oh, unwind no. it always has been yes but yes but when we do a, a book together it yeah. really does you can just kind of it takes about the first five or ten minutes and yeah. we're all still up getting tea or a snack or these I'm like just put your bottom in the seat we're getting in a rhythm here but right. after about 10 minutes you kind of see the shoulders fall oh. and you see oh. the 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 tension fall off oh. and that's that, so uh, good so yeah has this method made you readers yourselves uh, yes. Much more so. Is it? Yeah. 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 A, a different kind of reader. So Tell, tell me about I, I'm sure you read for work and Correct. Correct. And information. It um, it all, I had always felt like I needed to read and the book should be beneficial. Yes. And like, uh, obviously beneficial. I can, I, I can, it's. I'm learning this skill set or whatever it is as opposed to just enjoying reading a book. Mm -hmm. I think you're that way as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I still struggle with that because I, I struggle with feeling like I need to be productive all the time. Yeah. Um, where does that come from? Oh gosh. We don't have time to unpack that. (laughs) Right. Just teasing. I know. I know. Um, but it's funny because the kids are, they'll be the ones to call me out on it now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you'll say, what are you reading? Mm-hmm. And all of those things. Or people will say, what's on your nightstand? And right. they're like, oh, mom. And they roll their eyes and they say, she has all the self-help and Christian books <laughs> that you can find on her nightstand. And so Vivian the other day, because she could tell I was stressed out, yeah. um, she comes to me. She's like, please read something just for fun, mom. Oh, So anyways, wow. I grabbed Hawk and the Dove. I'm starting that one. So. Oh, you're hitting all the... My favorite books in the world. Seth, have you read that yet? Yes, it was one of the first ones I read, actually. Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I do remember you reading that book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any Anything you want to say to a dad about that book? Hawk and the Dove. Penelope it's, Wilcock. It's an interesting book because the subject matter, if, I won't even explain the subject matter, but it's <laughs> it's very much, you start reading and you're going, I'm, what how am I going to relate to any of this? Or how is this well, going to be? Well, you need to explain that it's into... set in a monastery in the Middle Ages. <laughs> That's right. That's what I didn't want to do. So, <laughs> Well, let's give them a forewarning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, it's interesting because you, uh, those, some of the books that you read, you don't, uh, maybe the, they don't feel relatable or, yeah. or interesting to read yeah. whenever you think about that, whenever you frame it with that. Mm-hmm. Uh as opposed to just sitting down and reading the book and enjoying the book. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes. So have you seen spiritual development in your kids since you've kind of changed their lifestyle and their methodology of education? Yes, I have. I, uh, well, the, um, oh my gosh, Catherine Boss's Child Story Bible, Child Story Bible has been amazing for me yes I mean it is for any adult and as well all as of us child. reading it together I just feel like their level of understanding has been amazing but just from a spiritual standpoint I think that it just makes it so free for us to talk about things mm-hmm. and discuss I mean we even last year our oldest I was telling Seth this yesterday recounting just her spiritual growth and knowing that you know none of us have we're constantly you know being refined and mm-hmm. sanctified and mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in a in the car uh, talking last year about some things, and out of nowhere she said, Mom, and this is when she was 15, Mom, I feel like I know all about God, but I don't know God. Wow. I was like, wow, you, you and half the adults I know and myself at times, yes. right? Yes. But just that she can recognize that. And then, um, you know, we've had some challenges with the middle one, and and – some of the profound things that'll come out of her mouth that I just think, wow. And I don't even realize she's retaining scripture. Yes. And she will spout something off and not in a way that is um, prescriptive mm-hmm. or churchy. I yes. use that word a lot, but yes. not churchy. Yes. In a very sincere, appropriate way. Yes. Um, they're owning it. They're owning it. And same with the youngest. I mean, he's he's always kind of been... We've teased that he's either going to be a preacher or a salesman. I agree. But <laughs> I but vote for the preacher. Part. I do too. <laughs> he's, he's got it in him. He's he's connected the dots from an early age, but I think just the ability to speak to him on a level where there's some understanding and application. Um, yeah, I think there's been so a lot good. of growth versus just me saying memorize right your Bible verses right, which is how I, you know how you a lot raised. a lot of us were raised I and know. and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that memorization's awesome it is but if you're not connecting the dots then I feel like that's good point missed good point yeah so um, as we close if if there's someone listening today um, particularly some dads Seth. Um, what advice would you give families that are considering this approach to education, maybe pulling their kids out of school or changing the way they're homeschooling? What advice would you give from your own experience? I think if you can trust um, the process that you're going to go through, because it is overwhelming, mm-hmm. and understand that that change and that implementation happens over time. Uh, That's one thing that we're still trying after four years, still trying to find a rhythm to how we do things. And, and as our kids get older and how they engage um, the, the idea that there's for the mom or the person who is the parent that is engaging is the primary to manage the homeschool process and and kind of guide the kids it's a it's a very frustrating from the standpoint of if they're in a world where they are used to seeing results from their work mm-hmm. this is not that world mm-hmm. they the, you don't see those results now you see them in you see glimpses of it like mm-hmm. we've talked about yeah. mm-hmm. but we don't see 
immediate results. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's s- no paycheck th- on Friday afternoon from this job. There's right. not, and there's also there's no there's no real metric to mm-hmm. measure mm-hmm. how that process is going. Mm-hmm. So supporting your supporting your wife, supporting your spouse, and how yes. um, in, in their efforts and just reminding of mm-hmm. them of that. My uh, it's. Uh, it's a long, it's a long game for sure. Yes. So. Yes, and holding up their arms because they're on the front line. You're gone all day getting kudos at work. Sometimes, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know, you know, no, no job is a is a dream. But for the mom, as you say, I mean, she's up against it, and particularly if you're reinventing the wheel, like kids who have not been raised this way. This isn't common you know nature like oh we're gonna do what you know particularly children who've I say been institutionalized Mm -hmm. and they're used to someone saying fill in this workbook page da 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 read this chapter and answer the questions and then you bring them home and you're just we're just gonna read for a couple hours a day and put you to hard manual labor and they're like what it's just so nebulous to a child who's been in school all their lives and yeah. you know when you homeschool an older child who's, who's used to that system yeah. that is that is another challenge I think mm-hmm. but I also think that it is it is so valuable for them to be exposed even if they've been in that world mm-hmm. almost especially if they've been in that world mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you've introduced something that makes them very uncomfortable so it's naturally mm-hmm. going to be very hard but also super worthwhile yes. because I am not interested in producing children that just check boxes all the time, right on. that just don't think for themselves, mm-hmm. that don't trust God, that don't take risks mm-hmm. and chances based on faith. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, th- this method will grow your kids up um, in ways that a school classroom just can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but it's not easy. It's not an easy way. No. But um, nothing worth doing. You know, when you're when you're dealing with hard things, you know, like I always say, go up to an Olympic gold medalist and say, were there any sacrifices that you had to make for this? Yeah. And they'll just laugh at you. And what about <laughs> your family? I, they didn't have to make any sacrifices, did they? Are you kidding? Like anything important and valuable, it's good. It's hard. Yeah. But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to that point, it's a, one of the exceptional people are considered weird until people figure out that they're exceptional. Oh. So people who are exceptional, and even then, they're, uh, they have to do things that are outside of the norm, and that makes them a little weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mo- yeah. Einstein, Edison, Eleanor Roosevelt, they were... They were out of the mainstream, and and their teachers thought there was something wrong with them. But what was wrong with them is that they were geniuses, and their mothers believed in them, thankfully, particularly in Einstein and Edison's case. And um, aren't we glad that they did? But you know, we're not creating little cogs for the machinery. We're creating inventors and people that. You know, I don't know what we're looking for. People that think differently. Well, and people who realize that they have purpose and that they are individually, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And that they're part of, you know, not to sound cheesy, but the tapestry piece. I tell the kids all the time, I'm like, you are a beautiful thread in the the 
the warp and weave Mm -hmm. of our family and Mm -hmm. of this whole community Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know you might be the the metallic slub of yarn Mm -hmm. you might be the the turquoise or the purple or whatever Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. together it works beautifully Mm -hmm. um we don't I don't see things in black and white Mm -hmm. I'd rather see them in color amen amen well Seth would you mind closing us in prayer and praying for these folks who are listening Absolutely. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for homeschool mm-hmm. and pray that uh, you would guide guide families uh, to that end as, as it meets your will, as part of your will. Pray that you would um, bless the uh, – people would be blessed by this uh, – um, podcast and uh, and our story and pray that that would guide them to uh, be more engaged with their children more engaged with uh, with with you and in the kingdom and how they would impact the world for your kingdom mm-hmm. pray these in your your son's name amen amen god bless you You've been listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joyside. I remember when Aaron first reached out to us to learn about homeschooling. So it's cool to hear the details of how the Homeschool Made Simple method has worked so well for their family. If you want to learn more about our method of homeschooling, click the link in the show notes to get our basic seminar, A Literature-Based Approach to Education. This will give you the framework and tools you need to develop a philosophy of education, make your child a lover of books, and create your own creative curriculum. Lastly, for a full list of the books mentioned in this episode, you can find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I'm Rachel Winchester. Be sure to join us next time as we help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings. Blessings.